0: Let's look in Matthew chapter number 6 right quickly. Matthew chapter number 6. Let's start, if you will, in verse number 7. I hope and pray this is a familiar scripture to you. Matthew chapter 6, verse number 7. The Bible said, But when you pray, use not vain repetition, As the heathen do. For they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Did you get that? Be not ye therefore like unto them. For your fathers know this. Knoweth what things ye have need of. Before ye ask him. After this manner. Notice this. Therefore pray ye. Our father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. ours where it ties with the message this morning. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if you forgive, uh oh, I tied it back again, men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Are you with me? Say amen. Father, I thank you for the privilege again to stand here tonight. Thank you for the sweet Holy Spirit of God. That Lord has blessed us, God, so richly here at the house of God. And Lord, that we as your people hear you tonight. And God, that not only do we hear you, but Lord, that we obey you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Matthew chapter number 9, verse number 6. But that you may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. Then said he to the sick of the palsy, Arise, take up thy bed, and go unto thy house. So you see that he is iterating here that that he does have that power to forgive. Now I've heard this said over the years, and you probably have too, and you may have said it. I just can't forgive them. Will the powers within you to forgive? You are saying when you say something like that, I just choose not to forgive them because it sure is handy to me as a crutch. Oh, getting quiet on me now, ain't you? Amen. Aren't you glad that God loved you and forgave you? Are you not guilty? Amen. We are guilty, aren't we? We're guilty of a lot of things. Stay with me. I'm laying the groundwork. Matthew chapter number 18 and verse number 21. Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how shall my brother sin against me? And I forgive him till seven times. Are you with me? Jesus said unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until 70 times seven. Are you with me? Lord's trying to get you to say endless times. 490 times, you ought to have forgot what it's all about to start with. Amen. Forgiveness is a big part of a Christian's life, isn't it? If you're a true born-again Christian, it is. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Matthew 18, verse number 35. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, if ye from your hearts forgive not, notice this, every one his brother their trespasses. He's saying to you and I, we can't hold back one. Can't forgive these and not forgive this one. Can't hold back this one. We, we like doing that, don't we? And then when we get mad, we like to bring it up. Boy, I'm glad when God's anger is kindled against me, he don't bring it up. Whoo! We'd all be toasty critters, wouldn't we? Amen. Oh, my. Yes, we would. Because God has been merciful and hadn't killed us. Amen. Now turn with me in Mark chapter number 2. I know I use a lot of scripture, but the Bible was made for that, you know. Mark chapter number 2, verse number 7. Why doeth this man thus speak blasphemy? Who can forgive sins but God only? Are you with me? Who can forgive sins but God only? And immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they so reasoned within themselves, he said unto them, why reason ye these things in your hearts? Are you with me? Now listen, whether it is easier to say to the sick of the palsy, thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say arise and take up thy bed and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sin. He saith to the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, Arise and take up thy bed and go thy way into thine house. A demonstration of his connection with God. Do you have that same connection? You should have. You should have, if you're a son of God, a child of the king, you should have that same connection to where, listen, he said greater things we'll do than he did. Oh, it got quiet. You ain't heard that verse, have you? I'll never forget. I'd used the verse three or four times in three or four different messages, and I had a lady come to me after church and said, listen, I went to Bible college and I've never seen that in the in the Bible. And I said, well, flip over here and read it for yourself. And she flipped over and she said, well, I went five years of college and never seen that. I thought, you wasn't looking. Just because you went to the schoolhouse don't mean you're looking to be schooled. Amen. I mean, you come to the church house, do you come looking for God to do something for you, through you, to you. Or did you just come to occupy a space? There is a difference, you know. Did you come to the altar to be forgiven? Well, if you did, then you have to forgive. That's the part that a lot of people don't like to hear. They don't want to forgive. They don't want to forget. Man, it's tough tonight. Chapter 11, Mark chapter number 11. Verse number 25, and when you stand praying, forgive, if you have ought against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive who you, your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. I, I, I want you to get the picture here. God is saying all the time you've spent at the altar crying and praying has been of null and void if you left there and didn't forgive others. Well, preacher, <laughs> preachers, how many times have you heard this? I pray all the time. I pray all the time. You ain't been to church in five years and you still think God's hearing your prayer? You ain't read your Bible, you ain't prayed, you ain't worked for God, but you think God's been on hold for you the whole time? You think because you got everybody and his brother in your heart that you absolutely hate and despise that God, when you cry out, is gonna forgive you of your sins? What God's trying to say to us is, if your heart is not right, you are not saved. That's the point that God's trying to get to us. Yes, we can have these things in our heart, and we probably do. But when we recognize God forgiving us, we ought to forgive others that God can forgive us. Amen. Isn't it sad tonight that the church and church folk don't know these simple ground rules of God. Forgive if you want to be forgiven. How simple can that be? It isn't complicated, is it, Sister Della? Forgive if you want to be forgiven. Then when you go and pray and ask God for something, God has liberty to answer your prayer. We'll go with haughty spirits, anger, malice, envy, and strife and expect heaven to come down, flood our souls, make us walk on water with hatred in our heart, stubborn (laughs) streaks. Woo, preacher, you're going to meddling, that's my job. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive your trespasses. Is that what the book said? Then you can't argue with me about it. Are you with me? Luke chapter number 11. Luke chapter number 11. And let's start in verse number 1. And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place... When he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. And he said unto them, when you pray, say, our Father. Now let me stop right there. How can you call God your Father and you're lost? He's not your Father. So he's asking you to check yourself in the beginning of this prayer are you saved? Amen. I've had people in the hospital say, Preacher, I'm in no condition to pray. What are they saying? I'm lost. Then I've also had church folks say, I'm backslidden out of the will of God. What are they saying? God ain't hearing my prayers either. Why? Why? Do we not understand that God wants to forgive us? Why? He sent Jesus. That's why the blood was shed. Are you with me? (laughs) When you pray, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. What is he doing there? He's praising God, lifting him up to where he should be. Hallowed be thy name. Exalting him. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. As in heaven, so in earth. What is he saying? You're to be praying that here on earth, it's the same as in heaven. Amen. 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 Listen to me. Give us day by day our daily bread. Do you get that one? That's a simple instruction. You need daily bread every day. So, what's he saying? How about praying every day? When you get up in the morning, shouldn't you pray for daily bread? (laughs) Lord, I like loaf bread. Don't send me no whole wheat. (laughs) White bread. bread. I want white bread. Yeah. I want everything bleached out of it that's any good. Just the outer crust, brown. Rest of it just pure white. Some of you wouldn't eat whole wheat if you was a dying. Amen. Am I telling the truth? What I'm saying in, in the physical realm, in church realm, you wouldn't take the whole gospel if it choked you. Amen. What are you talking about the whole counsel of God, the whole gospel? <laughs> There's some that believe only in the Father. There's some that believe only in the Son. There's some that believe only in the Holy Ghost. There's some that believe it. church ought to go the way they think it ought to go. Amen. Come in, have a 15-minute sermonette, sing three songs, take up an offer and go to the house. Where did you leave God at? Amen. Our Father which art heaven. How many come into church and say, let the service be done to glorify God? Amen. That's what he's praying here. As it is in heaven, you think they ain't glorifying God in heaven? Can I give you a little scripture? And the four beasts crying, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, dead night, crying out over there. So don't you think there's some shouting going on in heaven? <laughs> over one sinner. <laughs> oh, you'll get it after a while. And forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Has that been your prayer? Has it? No, most of us pray, Lord, lead them out of temptation. I'm not tempted. <laughs> Look in 11 and verse number 28 right quick and we'll move on. But he said, you rather... Blessed are they that hear the word of God and keep it. Amen. Keeping it's the hard part. Amen. Can I get an amen right there? Amen. Keeping it's a hard part. Talking about it's easy. Amen. amen, preacher. Turn back to the Old Testament and Deuteronomy right quickly. I ain't going to try to hold you long, but there's a lot in this. Deuteronomy chapter number 32, verse number 39, excuse me, 29, 28 and 29. For they are a nation void of counsel, neither is there any understanding in them. Does that fit you? Oh, that they were wise that they understood this, that they would consider their latter end of holding on to all these grudges and things. Has it helped you any at all? How should one chase a thousand and two put ten thousand to fight except their rock had sold them and the Lord had shut them up? Listen, if God's saying to you and I, one can put a thousand to flight, and two of us can put ten thousand to flight. Hold on now, I'm getting somewhere. Don't you think you need a partner in this? Maybe it's that one you need to forgive. <laughs> you ain't got it yet. I said if one can put a thousand to flight and two, ten thousand, wouldn't you like to have a partner? Yeah. A real good partner? Maybe you need to forgive that one and get you a partner. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Instead of holding a grudge against them, make them a partner Amen. to fight the devil. Yeah. Now I don't know about you, but I've seen times, Brother Chris, I sure glad some help come along. Amen. I know I know most of us has been in that shape. We were so glad. Listen, it didn't matter who it was or what it was or what shape that we're in. We were glad to have some help. Amen. I've been on a lot of jobs that somebody'd hand me a wrench or a saw or something sure helped a lot. Amen. Amen. And yet you want to hold a grudge? Where two can't agree and walk together. You know, let, let, me, let me jump in right there just a minute. Isn't it sad that that happens in church? Amen. Amen. Now I've preached long enough that I could tell you story after story. People sitting in the same church building holding alts against each other, not talking to each other, not loving one another, not forgiving one another and hindering the church hindering the fellowship, hindering the Holy Spirit because of your stubborn-headed pride. Amen. Salem Free Will Baptist Church right up here, two ladies sitting across the aisle from each other. Hadn't spoke to one another in five years because of a little squabble because of their daughters. But yet they were so stubborn they sat right across the aisle from each other. So everybody in the building could feel their misery. Are you with me? Are you one of them? They'd rather hold a grudge than forgive. Brother Bobby Thompson's daddy was preaching somewhere in Georgia and the same situation come up and a man stood up and said brother you might as well shut your mouth and sit down this revival will go nowhere there's not been a soul saved in this church in 25 years because me and that rascal over there have been fighting against each other and if he's willing to settle it I am hey that's what we need People's willing to settle it. Them two men got the altar, got right with God, and if I remember the numbers right, eighty-seven souls were saved in two nights. Eighty-seven people were being hindered because two couldn't forgive. Oh, that don't go on in churches today. Yes, it does. I I wore a tie and he had one just like it. Parked in my parking place. And can you believe he went through the line at the fellowship hall first? Can you believe he got a go box too? Didn't wait till everybody got through eating, just went ahead and got a go box. You think that ain't an alt? You didn't say nothing about the fifteen gallon that was thrown out to the dogs, that was left over because nobody eat it. You just wanted to have an alt, and we'll say, and he got the last Pepsi. I had to drink water. Am I telling the truth tonight, church? I'm, I'm preaching on forgiveness. The only person in this world that's ever had a right to say, I won't forgive you, forgave you anyhow. From the cross as he is being crucified, forgave you anyhow. We didn't deserve it. No, we didn't deserve it. He forgave you because he loved you that much. Even though you were the ones that nailed the nails in his hand and his feet. Mocked him and spit on him. Cursed him, talked about him. Shunned him, walked by and wagging your heads. Oh yeah. And he looked down and said, forgive them. For they know not what they do. Yeah, that's the kind of fella you need to be. Am I right? (laughs) Ha ha. Turn back over to the New Testament in the book of Acts. Uh, Acts chapter number 8. I tell you, this is a great subject for a church. Acts chapter number 8, verse number 22. The Bible said, Repent therefore of this thy wickedness, and pray God, if perhaps the thought of thy heart may be forgiven thee. He said, for I perceive that thou art in the gall of bitterness and in the bond of iniquity. Are you with me? Then said Simon, notice this, then answered Simon and said, pray ye to the Lord for me that none of these things which ye have spoken come upon me. He is being warned. He's trying to buy the gift. I want to say this, church. You cannot buy your way to heaven. I don't care how much money you put in that plate. You cannot buy your position with God with how much money you put in that plate. Simon was looking at it from a carnal side. He said, I want to buy that gift. Now, you've got to remember the situation We live in a society that thinks you can buy anything and everything. Good and bad, they think you can buy it. They think the only reason preachers preach is because of their paycheck. Amen. They think that we're up here just as a farce. If you're a good speaker, are you with me? Then you got a great big church with a great big salary they are going to be a lot stand before God and have to give an account for that. Amen. Listen, if I didn't have a dime coming as far as being a pastor, I'd still preach to you. Yeah. I'd still preach to you the same way. Amen. <laughs> I'll never forget the first person that ever come to me in this church. My church. My church. I can talk about my church and said, preacher, you shouldn't preach on that no more. So-and-so pays a lot of tithes and that's what they're doing. I said, why do you think God's having me preach on it? I didn't know she was doing it. But if she's doing it, then I'm going to keep preaching it. Every time God sends it. what she's saying, preacher, you ruffle her feathers, she won't pay no more tithes. Listen, I'm not preaching to get your tithes. I'm preaching to get your soul right. Amen. Amen. I mean, if we're going to go into it, let's just call it a moose log. Amen. You can pay an annual fee to join. Pay you to get in, pay you to get out. Right? But if it's going to be a church, we've got to learn to forgive. We've got to learn to accept what the Word of God says, regardless of how we feel about it. I'll just never forgive them, then you'll never be forgiven Simple, isn't it? You will never be forgiven till you learn how to forgive. Oh, preacher, you're really meddling. I know it, it's my job. Ephesians chapter number four. <clears throat> Verse thirty-two. Be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. You thought he forgave you because of you. You thought he forgave you because you merited it. <laughs> he forgave you because of Christ, because Christ stood. And screamed out to the Father. Forgive them Lord. Here's my blood is the sacrifice. Oh yes. You'll get that about three o'clock in the morning. Colossians stay with me. <laughs> you ever been woke up like that? You are to be. Hey, it'll make a difference in your life. Colossians chapter number two. Verse number 13. And you being dead in your sins and the uncircumcision of your flesh have he quickened together with him having forgiven you all trespasses blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against you which was contrary to us and took it out of the way nailing it to his cross. Aren't you glad? You can be forgiven. Aren't you glad of that? I mean, we ought to shout about that tonight that no matter what is in our past, we can be forgiven of that. Whether it's a little sin, a big sin, a lot of sin, or a few sins, we can be forgiven. And by the way, did you know whether you sinned a little or a lot, you were still a sinner? <laughs> didn't matter if you was a double axe murderer or just a whoremonger, you both guilty. Hey, Amen. Now think about that. Oh, we want to categorize, oh, his sin's worse than mine. He, he needs to do a little more than I do because I, I didn't have much sin. Sin, sin for him. When God looked down and saw sin on you, only by the mercy of Jesus Christ's blood did he not kill you. When he looked through the blood and saw you, he saw you pure, clean. Thank God for his loving hand of mercy. James, book of James, chapter number 5. Verse number fifteen, and the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he hath, notice this, have committed sin, they shall be forgiven him. Confess your faults one to another, and pray one for another, that ye may be healed. <laughs> the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. <laughs> Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are and he prayed earnestly that it might not rain and it rained not on the earth by the span of three years and six months. And he prayed again and the heavens gave rain and the earth brought forth her fruit. Brethren, if any of you do err from the truth and one convert him... Let him know that he which converteth the sinner from the error of his way shall save a soul from death and shall hide a multitude of sins. How's your prayer life in forgiveness? Do you get down and say, God, just kill him? (laughs) That could be very dangerous. If I had time, I'd go into the Bible and I'd show you an old man that built a gallows. Yeah, trying to kill God's people. Trying to get everybody on his side to kill God's people. He went ahead and built a gallows and they hung him on it. Yeah. Better be careful how you pray. You might get hung by your own prayer. (laughs) You might order to get down there and say, God, save them. Instead of God, kill them. First John chapter two verse twelve I write unto you, little children, because your sins are forgiven, you for his name's sake. Are you with me? He put that in the past tense, didn't he? Are forgiven. For his name's sake. But you want to hold a grudge so nobody else can't be forgiven. We'd rather hold that grudge than get the peace of mind that comes from us forgiving them. Amen. We'd rather hold on to that grudge just in case I need to jerk it out and beat them with it. Instead of praying for them. But in the same term, maybe one of our loved ones gets sick and we want everybody to pray for their healing. But you're getting down with hatred in your heart. Unforgiveness in your heart. Are you with me? Luke chapter 12 verse number 10. Whosoever shall speak a word against the Son of God, notice the Son of Man, it shall be forgiven him, but unto him that blasphemeth against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven. Are you with me? That's pretty plain, isn't it? Holy Ghost comes by and woos your heart to be saved. For you to forgive and forget, and you don't do those things? Listen, he can't forgive you. He's calling out to you for forgiveness, and all he's getting is static. I would, but you don't understand what they've done. Oh. Luke 23, verse 34. Then said Jesus, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. They parted his raiments and cast lots. The people stood beholden, and the rulers also with them dreaded him and said, He saved others, let him save himself, if he be Christ the chosen of God. And the soldiers also mocked him, coming to him and offering him vinegar. And saying, "If thou be the King of the Jews, save thyself." And a superscription also was written over him in letters of Greek and Latin and Hebrew. "This is the King of the Jews." One of the malefactors which were hanged railed on him, saying, "If thou be Christ, save thyself and us." But the other answered and rebuked him, saying, "Dost not thou fear God?" seeing thou art in the same condemnation, and we indeed justly. He just admitted his sins. For we receive the due reward of our deeds, but this man hath done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou comest into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today thou shalt be with me in paradise. They both had the same opportunity. They both had the same church service. They both had the same church in the same moment of time. One got in and one didn't. So we see a picture there of one that died in his sin, one that died out to sin, and one died for their sins. But only one chose. See, he was thinking, flesh, just get me down off this crop. Have you ever thought about this? And And I saw this, Uh, Last night on a a Western movie, and I'd never, ever thought of it this way. This gunman asked a doctor, and the doctor was down on the gunman. He said, I'm paid to kill. Yes, I am. He said, you're paid to heal, but you kill also. And I thought, you know he's right. If that doctor makes a mistake, sometimes it kills people. If he doesn't get there in time, sometimes they die without his help. And he said, let me ask you a question, Doc. He said, if I shoot a bad man that's killed and murdered and raped and pillaged, is that murder? Or is it murder that you would take that same man that I shot that had killed and murdered and raped and pillaged and you doctor him up and the courts turn him loose and he goes and does it again? Who's the worst? And I had never looked at it that way. See, that that guy wasn't trying to justify himself. He said, I know I'm a killer. I'm paid to kill. He said, but I've never shot nobody that wasn't shooting back at me. But yet you'll heal and he'll go kill again. He said, which one of us is the worst? Me that takes the problem out of the way or you that heals it and puts it back in the way? So we can look at it tonight this way. Can we hold on to that grudge or that little odd or that little whatever and just go all the way to the end and die holding grudge? Never really truly getting right with God. Never being efficient with God's blessings upon us because we forgave so we can be forgiven. But that got me to thinking, and I hope something I said here tonight got you to thinking. What good is it if I don't forgive? What good would it accomplish? (laughs) Anybody ever pitch a tenter tantrum? Everybody, I'm going to use an old-timey word a lot of you may not know. You ever been in a tizzy? Grandma, you say, boy, they're in a tizzy over there, ain't they? What does that mean? They're pitching a fit. Right? We all pitch a little tizzy every once in a while. Don't have a little fit, a little pity party. Oh, Oh, yeah. Thank you, Martin, for being honest. We all have troubles and trials and tribulations that so easily beset us, you might say. But are we going to stay in that valley? Or are we going to forgive? Now if Christ is our example, the worst day he had on earth, he said, Father, forgive them. The worst day, his worst day, was our best day because he was dying for my sins your sins sins past present and future he was dying for that and he chose to say forgive them it's a choice people My favorite saying I guess along those lines is when I see somebody in a tizzy like that and they're bent out of shape and I'll use the phrase a lot of times what's that got to do with the price of eggs in China? Anybody ever use that but me? I mean really what does it matter? What does it have a bearing on? Oh it makes me feel better. Well, sometimes feeling better ain't the right way. Sometimes we ought to feel ashamed, humbled. Sometimes we ought to feel the holy hand of God saying, repent, turn to the Lord. He's going to end up singing for it's over with, ain't he? Let's stand tonight. I'm just glad his mom and daddy brings him. he's got a foundation in his young heart. Amen. Amen. What about your heart tonight? Joanne, our sister Joanne, sings that song's a place in my heart that even I wouldn't go. I want you to go there tonight, and I want you to forgive so you can be forgiven. And that'll make you more effective for the kingdom of God. Every head bowed and every eye closed, and everyone that needs to pray, slip out and come right now. Not going to hold you long. We know if we need to pray. Do you know how much better marriages would be around America if they just learned to forgive one another? Oh, I'll never be able to forgive them. You'll never be forgiven. Father, look upon our hearts here tonight and thank you for the thought. Thank you for the strength to stand here tonight and do my best. And I pray the Holy Spirit do the rest, Father, that I wasn't able to do. Decipher this to the hearts of your people, Lord, that God that they have heard what the Spirit of God said. Forgive so we can be forgiven. God, it'll help us, it'll strengthen us, it'll put joy in our heart. Lord, it'll give us encouragement for the days ahead. It'll give us a better light to shine to others, saying, come unto me, all you that are heavy laden. I pray, Lord God, for the church, the church family, not only here, but wherever they're at tonight, wherever they're gathering in Jesus' name. I claim them, Lord, as my brothers and sisters, and I pray for them, God. And I pray for the congregations that's gathered, Lord. Help us, America, realize that we need more of God, not less of God. We'll thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.